The Last Stand. We back. I know it's been a while, but I've been moving and grooving. It's a special edition because originally I had an idea to do something else, but then some breaking news shattered my mental when I woke up from my nap yesterday. I was hazy. You know, I like to turn off my phone when I go to sleep. Unless I know something might happen, you know, family might put the phone on airplane mode, but, you know, the emergency contacts can get through if it's hot. But, you know, I turn on my phone, I see haziness, and then I see Nigelsman, Julian Nigelsman might be in danger of losing his job. Then I see a phone call, and there's this young man right here. He's a special guest that's been here before. He's one-fourth of Champagne Soccer. Clay Day, Claytis, what's yes, going sir, on, man? man. It's, it's, it's been a sick day. <laughs> I, I could have crashed my whip yesterday. Okay. And also in the house is the black Austin Reeves, one-fourth of Ring Culture, Osei. What's going on? Like Austin Reed. Yeah, man. We got another, we got a crossover. Yeah. This might be our first crossover that we all in the yeah. building that two different pods on the network we hear. Yes, sir. Well, you do. know me, I'm working hard. I'm on all the pods. Diddy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's beautiful, yeah. man. Diddy, right here. Hey, man. That's your new exactly. name. Exactly. Because now, he's not Diddy. He's not Diddy. His name is Love, so yeah, 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 yeah. that's you, that's you. Come on, man, (laughs) take that, take that. (laughs) But yeah, man, Bayern (laughs) München, the most prestigious club in Germany, one of the top five clubs, I believe, in the history of the sport. They are now moving and grooving on their alias FC Hollywood. They fired Julian Nagelsmann, he is one point behind Borussia Dortmund. And their classicer is coming next Saturday in the Champions League. They were 8-0-0, but the board led by Hassan Salamat Halavich, I'm batch, sorry, batch, batch. a.k.a. Brazo. Don't know him. And then also Double H, your man Heiser, and then Oliver Kahn. All of these boys are under surveillance. It's not just Brazo. All, yeah, of, them, they, they all are, of them are, are busters. They, Oliver they are, Kahn they, is a disappointment. They are. They are. He's, very, he's very laid yeah. back and he's... He's not taking charge like he should be. Yeah, so Brazo is able to take control, and now he's fired Nigelsmann. They've put out their you know statements. Oliver Kahn said that after the tactical switch, you know, took place where Nigelsmann started to use more of a back three. There was inconsistent results. They weren't playing attractive, stylish football anymore, which Bayern is known for. And they felt like they had to cut ties because they want to win the treble this year. And they don't think Nigelsmann can do it. They also felt that he fell out of favor with some players in the locker room. They didn't like that he was dating a journalist that works for Build. And last week, his tactical info leaked to the paper. And, you know, it's a lot of stuff going on. So, shockingly, Nigelsmann was let go and he was replaced by T two times. Thomas Tuchel, Cletus is as as you guys know, he supports Chelsea and and I said and Bayern München. 
And he doesn't really vibe with Tuchel. So from Tuchel to get fired from his favorite team to go to his other favorite team, hey, man, how do you feel about that? First of all, how do you feel about Nigel and this men being let go and the board? I think at the moment with this new regime in, in place, is like there's no consistency when it comes to like the type of players we buy in and the type of like you know coaches we're getting or at least giving them the time to at least build something. Like even looking at the um, the Hansi situation. Honestly, there wasn't any use or like you know need for him to get fired. For Hansi Flick, to yeah, get for now Flick, the German for Flick, national yeah, team coach to, to get fired. So it's like, okay, we have a coach that's actually a Bayern Munich fan. He's played on the team, you know. Um, your Pankis and everybody else kind of they're, they're backing him. They believe in him, and then once he starts asking for certain players, they ask for better quality players. You guys go back and forth saying he doesn't believe in the team. He's not, you know, producing. And then, boom, you let him go. And he wins you six trophies. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like, here you are saying Nagelsmann is the guy for us for the future. You go and buy him from, you know, Leipzig. For $20 million, uh, a for transfer a record for a manager. Yes, $20 million. Who hasn't won anything in the league. Yeah. Or in Europe. Yeah, period. He's never won a trophy as but, a top five. Exactly. Type, and then you continue coach. to say you support him, you support before, him. Well, b- before he joined Bayern. Yeah, of course, it's... before Bayern Munich. But yeah, yeah, you know, you guys are saying we support him, we support him. He's going to be one of our greatest coaches. You know, he asked for certain players, he's gotten it, and he's produced. And I feel like right now what he's doing at Bayern Munich is I don't want to play it safe no more. So yeah, now we're going to play a back three. You know, let's see how the back three works with maybe the front three. Let's like let's experiment with some stuff and like slowly it was hard to adjust, but like after looking at it, okay, we've lost Lewandowski. Muller's old. Money got hurt. Money got and hurt. He's learning a new position. Exactly. Too. It's like, okay, like we have new defenders coming in. There was a lot of different pieces, you know, this summer. So it's like we we adjusted and it's like yeah, we're we're a point behind, but like in hindsight, if you look at it, like the t- the team is still producing, and I just feel like they they feel like you know we're gonna win the trouble, which a lot of Bayern Munich fans do feel like the trouble is is uh, is possible to reach. But like now, you know, firing the coach and killing the team atmosphere, I don't think is gonna help at all. And what are your thoughts on the board and how they operated in? getting this decision done in quick succession. I mean, to be quite honest with you, they've always had a, a, you know, a little flirtation with Thomas Tuchel. And I don't know what it is because we all know Thomas Tuchel has never proven himself as, you know, a longevity coach. So it'll be interesting to see what his plans is going to be with the current team. Um, He signed a 2.5 contract. But again, you know, we're going to see how that, that develops. What is your thoughts? Hold on. You said longevity. Who is a longevity coach today anymore? I mean, this is Pep's longest stint at City. He's been there, what, seven, eight years? I mean, who's really, who really grinds at one club now? Everybody moves like players now. Enchilati, Mourinho, that's I mean, the wave. 
I understand that, but at the end of the day, they had Nagelsmann sign. I think it was a five-year contract. Yeah. So it's like, obviously, you felt like he was going to be the guy for the future. And, you know, he's brought in some of the players that he wanted. You guys kept saying every weekend that you guys back him. He produced in the Champions League. Record is, what, eight, eight games, zero losses. So it's like, what more do you want? Yeah, in the league, of course, you have to be dominating your league. And we feel like Byron has been dominant to a certain extent, but... Maybe it's not what you're used to, but at the end of the day, like the team is still producing. So we can understand the reasons why they wanted to fire him. And you can also, under, uh, you can under, you can, uh, you can also <laughs> understand the reasons why you kind of want to keep him because it's like he's done so well with the team. You know, like the chemistry is there. Now, like the biggest game of the season, you have a new coach coming in, and then everybody's supposed to randomly have a, a bounce back. And. He basically gave him a month and a half to try to win the treble and try to implement a system, which maybe he just goes back to the four two three one and says, hey, guys, y'all know what this is. Y'all know yeah, how to play this. it. Yeah. Go ahead. Because he likes the back three, too. But now, hey, obviously, you're not allowed to do it. If, if Nigelsman wasn't, or maybe you're allowed to if you can play sexy with it, but would you say Chelsea played sexy football with the back three? I wish the camera could be on my face. <laughs> yeah. Never. But then I ask you this, you know, since the board has decided to let Nagelsmann go and get what they feel like is a more experienced, you know, coach, do you look at uh, Tuchel with a little bit more criticism? Like, do you expect more out of him, like, as opposed to somebody like uh, Nagelsmann? I mean, both – I think both are under – Pressure. Nigelsman deserved time. I don't think he should have been fired. I think it's silly to let him go right now because you're afraid Tuchel might go to Real Madrid or fucking Tottenham. Who cares? You sign Nigelsman to a five-year contract after paying over $20 million for him. Let him grind and see it out. So that's why it doesn't make sense to me. They're acting like they can never get Tuchel again. Exactly. Like, they definitely could have got him in a year or two when Real Madrid let him go. So, hey, it is what it is. But now that he's there, he's under immense pressure. He has to deliver. They are relying on the account that he won the Champions League with Chelsea. And you guys went to, what, three finals that year. You lost the League Cup. You lost the FA Cup. And then you won the Champions League. So, Zero goals, by the way, in those uh, those finals. Yeah. And the way people talk about the Champions League final, instead of Chelsea winning, they just say Pep tricked it by not playing a DM. So it shows you niggas don't really respect how they won. But, hey. We have two. I mean, yeah. And still both both not memorable. And yeah, we can still show those them. two teams. Those two teams actually show you why, at the end of the day, even though it's called the Champions League, it's still just a cup competition, and the best teams don't win. Unlike in the league, you know, every year the best team won in the marathon. But in the Champions League, yeah, fluky shit happens like that, like Chelsea winning twice with mediocre teams. I digress. But now Tuchel has a talented team. Arguably the most talented team he's ever coached. So it's up to him to deliver. He should beat Dortmund. They should win the league. 
I thought Nigelsman and them were going to win the league anyways. But we'll see what happens in the Champions League. Now, let me ask you this. As a man that saw Tuchel's relationship switch when ownership changed hands, he's never been in an operation like this where there is no owner. There's just a board and you have your order of command that varies, but Brazo is wielding everything. How do you think Tuchel and Brazo will be able to coexist? I feel like it'll be somewhat related to um, to how things were at PSG, where there was always a board of directors who kind of like oversee everything, made the decision, and he kind of had to accept it and just, just focus on the pitch. But at the end of the day, with Tucho being Tucho with like, you know, his personality, I do know him and Brazil would definitely clash. There's definitely going to be an issue somewhere down the line where there's going to be this player is not playing. I signed this player on the extension, so he needs to play. Or Tucho's like, well, he's not good enough or whatever the case may be. I definitely feel like something's going to happen down the line. All right. Now... Since you mentioned, hey, you won the Champions League, tell us the the good things about Thomas Tuchel. Tell us what he's great at, why he is considered a top-class coach to many people. Hello? Mike check. One, two, one, two. Yeah. I mean, Tucho is a very pragmatic Jeez. guy, bro. There's not much to say to it. It's what not... do you mean? You were bragging about the Champions League. Tell us how you won it. Tell us how you went to all those finals. That's pragmatic. Hmm. Very pragmatic. Would you I mean, say those his PSG teams were pragmatic? I'll say, I mean, I wouldn't, over there. I wouldn't really use our Chelsea squad as a way to reflect Tucho's style of play because I feel like with us, he just kind of, he was more worried about security as opposed to, like, really wanting to attack and, you know, play football. But if you want to say his PSG team that got to the final or even the year Dortmund, before that. His Dortmund teams. Um, I still call it the club, club team. Oh, but the club didn't coach yeah, but, but, and these guys. Yeah, but club's fingerprint was still all over that team. Yeah, not trying to give his brother credit. T.T., yeah, man, it's calm. But now I definitely feel like with this Byron team, though, he has a lot of talent at his disposal, and he's definitely going to be able to, like, when it comes to tactic, he'll really be able to, like, put out a proper game plan because you have players that are able to defend as a team, attack as a team, know how to finish on their own, who are very much diverse in their own aspect. So I feel like he's definitely going to enjoy, you know, the time being the coach of Bayern Munich, which is – every coach's dream in, in Germany. So, tactically, I think he's definitely going to offer more to the team, especially with his experience. But, again, I just feel like with the shortage of time, the expectation is going to be hard, you know, for him to kind of achieve what the board expect or think that he's going to he's gonna achieve. What, what do you think about... Excuse me. What do you think about the decisions that will be made with the starting lineup. As you know, Bayern has one of the deepest teams, if not the deepest in Europe. They have, especially quality. when it comes to the wings. It's, it's the deep in quality. There's a depth in quality. Yes. Because you can't necessarily say just 
depth, which you do have a depth, but it's more so the quality but of But that's the depth. what it's about. Depth, it doesn't mean nothing. Everybody has 23 players, 26 players, but when I say depth, yeah, I am talking about the quality, just okay. like Jose Mourinho brought up. Look who they brought off the bench against PSG. I wish I could do that. <clears throat> yeah, so you have this talent in abundance. What do you think the starting lineup should look like moving forward? What formation would Claytus use if he was Bayern manager? It's going to go back to the 4 2 3 1 because that's Bayern Munich. That's the DNA of the club. That's what most of the players expect or know how to play, you know, in Germany at that. Yeah, you can, you know, be creative with that at time where you could try to, you know, turn it into a 4 3 3. But that back four is more stable than maybe a back three. So with that, you know, Alfonso on the left, um, probably either have Delight and. Ah, that's very tough. Yeah, Del- so Del- Hernandez is yeah, working his way back. It'll be Delight, Open Cano, or if not, then it'll be, uh, be Lucas and um, Lucas and uh, Upamecano. And then I'll have uh, Benji on the right. Pavard. Yeah. Okay. Cancelo is also he's gonna, he's gonna be he's gonna causing be up a storm. I mean, hey, you're not a natural defender. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, bro. You, you, but he's one of the best attacking fullbacks we have in the world today. He scored. That, he scored the other day for Portugal. And that's nice. But again, at the end of the day, you're not a Bayern Munich player. You're a City player. If it doesn't work out, you know, they send you back home. But yeah, you're that not paying that seventy million for him anyway. Yeah, that that signing was a geek play on um, on Brazil, anyways. Yeah, Nagelsmann said he That's wanted. That's what he wanted. But I feel like the way the, the way we the way niggas went about it, I feel like it was kind of geek because I don't think they had a clear intention for the player. So I feel like that's something the board and Nagelsmann had to kind of step the L on. But with Maybe that, the back five would have been a part of it. Or the back three, because Cancelo yeah. was playing I mean, that right yeah, you, you at could, the right wing, and he scored on you know the week before Leipzig, I believe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, if you want to get fancy with it, you know, you could try to do the four three three and find a way to incorporate him into that into that back three, but can't do much there. But in the midfield, again, you're just gonna have to go with either Kimmich and um, and Goretzka, and then on the wings, they're gonna be. Coleman on the left, mm. Sane on the right, Musial in the middle, and that's the thing about the up top. Yeah. You could put Mane up there, but he's not. I feel like the issue of Mane right now, like playing on this Bayern Munich team, he doesn't really. It's weird to say, but he doesn't show the same type of intensity and like yeah. worth ethic as the rest of the guys, and that might be because maybe he's getting older. Yeah. He doesn't have the legs. You know, Klopp might have, you know, used them up. Who knows? <laughs> but I feel like, you know, he doesn't look like the same Mane that was on Liverpool or like the same Mane that looked somewhat like a team player, somewhat of a Bayern Munich player before his injury. So that's another thing. And it'll be interesting to see if they'll just go out and just buy a different striker, like, period. Like, just go out and say, fuck it. Mane gonna, isn't a striker. Yeah, he's not. And be like, we just, we're going to grab a striker and then tell, you know, Triple Martin, you're going to be, be back up, back up yeah. once again, you know. But niggas don't know what this board is going to do next. 
You really, and I feel like with Tucho's appointment is another thing that um, I definitely know the board has been trying to do for quite a while now. But they're gonna again try to find a way to phase out Thomas Muller. Yeah, well, that's why I'm surprised he wasn't in your starting lineup. Because I think another reason why maybe Nigelsman was using the three one four two is because he wanted Muller to be a second striker to whoever would mm-hmm. be playing next to him, whether it was Mane or Nabri. And then behind was Sane and Musiala. And then on the flanks, that's when you got Alfonso on the left, which he was very comfortable because he gets to play higher up the pitch as a natural winger, hybrid wing back. And then on the right wing, you have Cancelo, who was playing very well, especially with Stanisic in the back three. And then on opposite, I think Coleman was very good in that 3-1-4-2. He was like another... He looked like he was regenerated. So, I wish, yeah, the board, ah, they're geek. They should have given Nigelsman time, but at least it is what it is. At least at the end of the season. For me, moving forward, you got to, yeah, you, another thing. Summer, he is, yeah, he is not that. I don't like Summer. I know he was a good deal. Newer geeked up, sneak, snowboarding, whatever, skiing. Skiing like a lot yeah, of moving, moving geek. Then doing hot interviews with the athletic, I get it, but he's still the best goalie you got in arguably the best goalie in Germany's history. You know, it's between him, uh, Oliver Kahn, and then Seth Meyer from he's, my he's, old school he, boys, he, all Bayern boys. See, he's past condos, he's already past, condos. yeah. I think he's number one. He's past For me, condos. he's the greatest yeah, goalie he, ever. He is, he is the best. He's the goalie. best. I know you older people and people that never watched him will say Lev Yashin because he has the stats. Hey, respect to him, but it's a different era, man. God bless. I'm going yeah, with no, I'm, I'm going with Newer. And then second Buffon. But yeah, Newer is still in goal. Yeah, left uh back Alfonso Davies. Now, yeah, you gotta go with Upper McConnell and Delic, but Delic is better than a back three. We saw it. So we moved though. But I actually think, hey, if you want it to really be balanced, you might have to put Lucas Hernandez at left center back and then right center back. I'll put McConnell and DeLict fight for it. And then right back, I'm going with Cancelo because of the attacking depth that he can give me. Of course, I agree with you, 4-2-3-1, double pivot. You got to go with Kimmich and and Goretzka at their best. That's the best two-man midfield in Europe. Um... And you're attacking three. I'm going Musiala on the left. Muller number 10. Coleman on the right. And up top. Up top. I think I'm going Nabri. I think I'm going Nabri. Yeah. Mane's sitting down, bro. He's getting off sides too much. He doesn't. I've been talking about that. He doesn't get. He doesn't know how to trap the ball in tight spaces because he's used to being on the wing where they got all the space to run at Liverpool. Now he's struggling how to play centrally and compress spaces because they're saying that a lot of practice. You know, he's not able to control the ball. He's not able to like work in tight spaces. And when you have players like you know Musiala and Sane Nabri who like to play one two little quick touches in tight spots like. 
And if you can't accommodate to that, it will stick out. So that's why I think, interesting. That's why I think Nabry, I'll put him at the false nine, the number 10 area, number nine, where it's fluid. He can interchange. I want Musiala to be more direct coming in. We need that dribbling coming through from the left. You're right. He's more explosive. Yeah. So I would go with that. And then Coleman, yeah, he's been balling on the right. I'm keeping him there. So, Bruh, I, I, every time you say that name, I just think about preseason when I've seen the game. Like, just seeing Coleman, bro, like, his stance and his explosiveness. Yeah. Like, nah, he's he's a different breed. Like, watching Started him in today place. For France. Of course, I mean, bro, like, seeing <laughs> him, like, face-to-face, like, with my own eyes play, like, I could see why, like, Bayern Munich really – invested that much money and were willing to wait out for him to like you know get to his prime because yeah. bro he's he's something else yeah, scored the game winning goal to win the champions league in 2020 yeah, that, that's that's the beautiful return yeah. right there yeah scored against psg again and so did Moten, both former psg boys that was hilarious yeah. <laughs> but yeah so are there any positions that you think need to be strengthened based on what Thomas Tuchel likes to do? Um, this team is able to score a million amount of goals. You know, they could score goals even on the worst day or, you know, during this, well, whatever. Worst I mean, you know, I'll take that back. You know, there may be some times well, where... Well, they did score. They did score against yeah. Bayer Leverkusen and we can talk about that match as well. The last you know, match Nigel's men ever had. I mean, you could talk about times where they might be in a bad period or whatever, but they might, they're still going to score goals. But at the end of the day, the team still needs a striker, and I'm pretty sure Tucho is going to analyze that and going to say, I need somebody better than Chupomotsi, even though they've worked together in the past mm-hmm. at PSG. And, you know, he's going to want somebody else. So that's definitely an area. Um, he has option in midfield. I don't know if he's going to like the option he has in midfield that he could substitute with. Um, you have Sabita also on loan if he's going to come back. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he's not going to want him. Um, Gravenberg, you he's know, young. he's young. Yeah. But we he's a guy that we kind of all want to see get more uh, playtime. So definitely we would love to see him, you know, get incorporated a lot more next season. Tell is probably, you know, hopefully he gets some more minutes. But the dynamic of everything that we thought we were going to see going into, like, the end of the season and preseason has kind of been, like, Fuck it. <laughs> now let's go into that Bayer Leverkusen match. Once again, we did talk about it on Champagne Soccer, but now it has a new light because it's Julian Nagelsmann's last match as Bayern Munchen's manager. Now, in that match, we saw Kimmich score a goal in what, 41st minute? Yeah, a lucky one. Yeah. And Nigelsman, do you agree with the subs he made at halftime? Yeah. Subbing off. Yes, 100%. Mane, Muller, and Sane? No, Sane stayed. Oh, um, got Cancelo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cancelo. 100%. Maybe Cancelo, not, but again, like, it happened to happen. I'm not really against it. But that's probably another reason why the board is like, hey, man, you made us buy this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah but, I, I mean, bro, the game is live action, bro. You already signed the guy. Yeah. But to be honest, I feel like looking at that game, that first half, bro, oh, my goodness. It was one of those games I'm like, who, what the fuck is money doing? <laughs> yeah. Like, no touches, no creativity. Yeah. 
I see Mueller just running around trying to make stuff happen. Just nothing like it's clicking, mm. you know. And I, I could definitely understand why he made those substitutions as quick as he did. Um, but then second half, you know, bringing in Musiala, um, I think Coleman came on. Yeah. And, you know, the game kind of like changes offensively. Um, a lot more attackive. Nick was definitely creating a lot more chances. But at the end of the day, Xavi knew what he was going to get for Bayern Munich. This is going to be a team that's going to be attacking you for 90 minute plus. So yeah. it's all a matter of just kind of soaking it in, hit him on the counter. And we tend to leave a lot of space behind us. And, you know, uh, what's because his name? Of the three one four yeah, two. Exactly. There's literally no fullbacks. So you got wingers Jesus. that have to push back, exactly. have to go Run back. Sprint back to, to make up yeah, ground. But so it's ugly. They they kind of hit us on that and kind of ran into the spaces. And what's his name? Adili? Or, yeah, uh, yeah, Adil, yeah. And he just kind of like, yeah, did his thing. Got the, yeah. <laughs> the two penalties. Yeah. But, hey, he fought for his work. And he got the two goals. And that was it. And that's the end of the Nagelsmann story. Yeah, the Nagelsmann era is over. You got what? Out of one and a half years, one Bundesliga. That's and it. That's it. Dude. Oh, two, oh, I'm sorry. Two, um, two super cups. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. So, out of your last five Bayern coaches, where does Nagelsmann rank? And those five coaches is Nagelsmann, Kovac, um, and Chalati. We're not gonna count Yapankis because what you mean? Oh, never mind. Yeah, Pep. Then Yapankis. Yeah. So yeah, Yapankis, Pep. Ancelotti, Kovac. Oh, yeah, Hansi. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Hansi. That's what I'm saying. Heinkins isn't in it. You have to go ahead. It's okay. Pep. I'm saying no, the no, last okay, five. No, like, right, let's go back from then. Pep. It'll be, no, no, no. Yeah, Pep, Ancelotti, uh, Kovac, Hansi, Nagelsmann. You can put Hansi Flick, I mean, uh, Heinkins in there too. And if you want, do you want to put Van, Van Hall in as well? No, no. Yeah, I mean, hey, why not? Sure, he, sure. he coached in the 2010s. Sure, sure. Um, to be honest, I think I'll definitely, to what he brought to the team, I'll definitely put him above um, Ancelotti and Kovac. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're probably looking at what, number, number three or number four? So, who's number one for you? Kobe Pep. What? I mean. Over Heinkes? Oh, oh, oh you kind of Heinkes? Yes, yeah, oh, 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 okay, okay. Yeah, then you. Yeah, so Yapankis. <laughs> Come on now. And number two is yeah, who? Yeah, you to be Pep then. Over Hansi Flick? He gave you a trouble. Yeah, but nah. I thought the trouble winners were over. Oh. Nah, but. What? Nah. Hey, what is this? Pep, Pep opened the mind of Bayern Munich. I thought Hans- he was a failure, man. I, I mean, nah, he, got, he won the trophies. But in Europe wise, yes, you failed us. But you cannot say Pep did not open the eyes of players. He made and, and he, better. He, made, he definitely made us way better than, you know, Hansi. Hansi wrapped the reward. A lot of coaches now are reaping reward of what Pep yeah, established blocks, you know, yeah. at, at Bayern Munich. So, wow. Thank you, Cleus. Wow, this is nice. Fuck up, man. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's taking a nap. I was, yeah, I criticized Ose for saying, he never criticizes his hero, LeBron. LeBron does nothing wrong. He's hey, perfect. Hey, you know, I'll be nasty. honest. But I just don't know. Cletus is kind of like that with Cristiano, too. But that's another story for another day. Cristiano what? 
Ronaldo. He he doesn't do anything wrong in your eyes. He's perfect. oh, you, you see that uh, that that free kick he scored the other day? No, I didn't. Actually. Yeah, they're saying that you know he's he's now the highest the highest scoring uh, individual in twenty twenty three at forty years old. What do you mean twenty three? But uh, we'll, we'll check in that. In what soon. league? We'll check that. We'll check that soon. But in their league, we'll, we'll check that later, man. Hold on. Yeah, they're making up. That's what y'all be doing. Are y'all making hey, up numbers hey, again? Nah, no. Yeah, dude, put the hands I'm up like the Kevin Hart meme. I don't saying, know, man. He broke a right. He broke two records in one I game. I don't know, man. He didn't just, break two records in one game. I don't know, man. I don't be paying attention to the Saudi league. I'm not. I mean, hey, see, Portugal. Fan, so he I'm just scored looking. another goal. That's the what the most he goals he, he scored a goal. He scored two goals. I'm sorry. Again, ah. He scored two goals uh, yesterday. Don't psh me, bro. He scored. He got two. the most caps bro, in the for international yes. day, man. He played the longest and he's balled for a long time. Congratulations. Thank you. To the second greatest footballer of all time. Hitting that. Yeah, well, that's not hating. I put him over Pele and, and it's, it's Maradona because, like we you, said, it's you. a new era, man. You got to give the young niggas the props. Thank you. It's a new era. So, yeah, he is number two. Messi's number one, though. And I did come to realize, hey, Cristiano. He is a number nine. That was a winger. While Messi is a number 10, that was a winger. So that's what it is. So I don't hate on Cristiano for not playmaking enough anymore. He was a number nine. So, hey, he was the modern number nine. And maybe that is what y'all need. A modern, like you mentioned, a modern number nine. So who are the options? Harry Kane, Victor Oshiman. Is there anybody else I mean, out with, there that you would be interested in? With the with the Kane situation, uh, Uli Hannes came out a couple of days ago. He was like, you know, it'll be, it wouldn't be Bayern Munich culture to go ahead and pay a hundred something million for somebody like Harry Kane at thirty years, years old, old yeah. you know, who hasn't really won nothing. So it's better and, to get Mane on a free at thirty, even though, like you said, but that's that's I think that was kind of Uli's uh, kind of like jab at Brazil and them like. Y'all just been kind of like signing players, you know, on the free or kind of like towards the end or players who aren't really highly rated and you guys are just coming out of nowhere getting players because if this was, you know, Roman nigga, you, you, you wouldn't know about none of these signings until breaking news. Bayern yeah. Munich has signed. Yeah. You, you know, like, but nowadays, like, all this little speculations in the media, everybody kind of already knows, little leaks to build. You know, the Mane joint was kind of. They seemed like they were making it seem like Mane called them. <laughs> like, hey, man. like they got to write up a story. FC yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. It's a little theater show. I get it. Like he he is a world class player and he was available. I get it. Why yeah. not go for him? But the tough part is at his advanced age, he has to learn a new position, and he has to go to one of the most technically sound teams in the world, and he Very. is not te- technically sound. So. It is tough, then. That's why you're also seeing him. He is getting a lot of offsides because he can't read. He doesn't know how to lead a line. You see how AFCON, that's when he'd be playing number nine for Senegal. But in that role, it's much different. It's not like the same demand you would as Bayern hmm. Munchen. So it's difficult. But um, Cletus, yesterday you said you were giving up on the season. It's over. After getting a day... To learn more information, get the press release, see what's going on. Is the season still over for buying? Are you still invested? Are you back? It's a geek season. I don't, I'm not invested. Oh, Lord. 
I feel like I'm, so we're not I'm, going I'm, to the bar. In oh no, we, no, we, we going to the bar right, because right, cool. that joint is gonna be very yeah, hot. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be hot. That. You gotta see that. But that's what I'm saying. Is like we're not invested because it's like we don't know what's gonna happen. I was like, you just kind of rip up the everything we had on the drawing board. What we was expecting, looking forward to, to like, all right, fuck it. We're just gonna go to the classic and just see what comes up. Hopefully, we win it. Of course, we expect to win it, but we don't know what's gonna happen. So. We're going to see. You know, it's going to be an interesting couple of months to finish out the season here at Bayern Munich. Yeah, all right, man. I hope we can sing that at the end of the season, man. <laughs> well, for sure you'll be singing it next Saturday. Yeah, of course, <laughs> man. Thank you, Shane. Yeah, we're going to be having fun out there. We're probably going to try to record something like how Ephraim did because it's solely right. I'm going to be there. Claytis is going to be there. Maybe Anthony might pull up. You never know. But be on the lookout for that. And, of course, you guys are going to hear us very soon on Champagne Soccer on Wednesday. Y'all stay blessed. We out of here. Yes, sir. Mia Samia. Chuck.